0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> Amen. Good to see you. Welcome. It's going to be a great, great day. I um, before we get started here, I want to do a couple of things. And um, where's there's the microphone? Thank you. One of the things I want you to see is uh, I want I want to share a testimony with you. You know, we just got back from uh, Chris. You can come up here, please. Um, we just got back from Texarkana, Arkansas, with uh, Brother Tracy. And uh, Brother Tracy is like uh, a spiritual dad to me. And it's something that the Lord has done, just really supernatural and awesome. And uh, for Nicole and I, our heart really is just to see you blessed. Like that's what I love about the Lord speaking that it's a year of increase, is that in a year of increase that doesn't mean that the church is blessed alone. That means you're blessed, you know. We, We now have hundreds of thousands of dollars of unexpected blessings in the lives of people this year. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we had that we said quite early on here, at EO, will you come up here too? Um, one of the things that we had early on this year, you can stand over here, uh, is that early on in, in uh, Boomerang, one of the statements that we had was find your joy again and really live. Find your joy again and really live. And because what we realized is that a lot of people have not been walking by the fullness of God's joy. They haven't been walking in their purpose. And uh, you know, this year we already have over 400 commitments to Christ. And, mo- amen, glory to God. Let's just give God praise for it. Over 400 lives changed. And most of those came not just through a service, but by people actually winning people to the lost. You know, most churches, when they have souls won, it happens here on Sunday morning with guests that come in and people are bringing in guests, and they'll generally, the average church has less than two a year. Uh, but most of the time, the people themselves are not fulfilling the Great Commission. And because they're not operating in their purpose, then their joy is not where it needs to be. But when we start moving and flowing by the things of God, we'll start to say, oh man, this is what I was designed to do. We were made in His image and in His likeness. This is what I was made for. All of a sudden that joy comes back. And so our uh, one of our biggest hearts is just to see you blessed and walking in the fullness of what God has called you to. And uh, another thing, I wanted to share these two testimonies with you so Every month we have the Holy Spirit, or Holy Ghost Weekend. And uh, the Holy Ghost Weekend consists of Friday night, we meet at 6 p.m., we pray to midnight, and then on Saturday we go out soul winning, soul winning Saturday, and on Sunday uh, we have the service in the morning, then we have a Holy Spirit service in the afternoon at 4 p.m. And we just go as long as the Holy Spirit wants us to go. This last Holy Ghost Weekend was amazing. And on Friday night prayer, you know, Friday night prayer is not necessarily a miracle, service. It's not necessarily a healing service, but it was this past Friday. (laughs) This last uh, time where we had Friday night prayer, I think we had four or five people healed that night. And here's two of them. And I wanted to share that testimony. Uh, So what I'd like for you to do is just take just 30 seconds to a minute, tell what was going on, and then specifically just show how the anointing flowed. And we didn't even know it, you know, so go ahead and share that.
1: I had been having headaches like at least two to three times at least every single week and it wasn't just like a simple headache it was painful like i was nearly in tears and uh i walked in on friday night to prayer with a headache and it was like bearing down on my flesh to be there like i wanted my flesh wanted to be in bed not there praying for six hours and so i was sitting like right around here and daddy just walked by er, Pastor Brian walked by and uh, just like put his hand on my head. But like every once in a while, he'll just like walk by and just like tap me on the head or something, just like a father. But that felt different. And I was like, why did he do that? Like, I don't know why he did that. That that one didn't seem normal. And within minutes, my headache had gone away. And I didn't even understand it at the moment. I was like, well, that one went away quick. I don't understand that. And a couple days later, We were on the broadcast, and he was telling Chris's testimony, and I put the pieces together, and I was like, whoa, I see what happened now. So it was really
0: cool. (laughs) Amen. Glory to God. Glory Glory to God. God. Amen. Thank you.
2: Yeah, so I had a similar thing. Um, Friday, my shoulder was giving me some uh, bad pain, some bad problems, and the same thing time to go to prayer my flesh was going ah no you know just take <laughs> it easy you know ice your shoulder, stay at home and I came to prayer anyways prayed on the way for my shoulder still bothering me when I got here and we were sitting around in a circle and we were going around praying for each other and pastor came and put his hand on that shoulder without me saying anything I'd only talk to God about that shoulder <laughs> I don't know when but the pain subsided, and by the time I was going home, I was I was thinking, my shoulder's not hurting anymore. My shoulder's completely healed.
0: <laughs> Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. Amen. Glory
0: to God. What did you, you were talking to me about the anointing and just the flow of anointing and how that was important. So just share quickly
2: about that. Yeah, so I was just asking pastor, I, that's that's what started the whole conversation between pastor and I, because I was, it was just running through my brain I was trying to figure out how everything worked and I, I, <laughs> I, I contacted pastor and I said you know I know the anointing is flowing through you how do we get to that point you know what yeah. do, what what do I need to do to get closer to that. Amen. Amen.
0: And that's exactly it. It's not just designed. Thank you for asking that question too. It's, it's not just designed for the pastor. It's designed for every believer. Every believer in the name of Jesus is designed for that uh, anointing to flow. So I appreciated that question. But the, the thing is God's moving. God wants His people healed. He's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. He wants His people healed. He wants them whole. He wants them walking in the blessing. He wants them walking in the anointing and you've got you know this was not a healing service this was not this was just coming for prayer and then I applaud you for going ahead and coming I've watched that so many times over the year, years years. somebody'll come in and they're not wanting to be there they're under attack maybe they're they're sick, their flesh is there. And and all of a sudden, in the middle of the service, they'll get healed, and uh, they'll just—I can't tell you how many times I've seen that testimony, just over and over and over again. And uh, you know, a lot of times, if you're going to feel bad, you're going to feel bad at home just as much as you're going to feel at at church. But the difference is, a lot of times at home, you don't get healed. You know, <laughs> you get healed in the service when the anointing's flowing. And uh, so, when you set your mind on the things of God, seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. All these things will be added unto you. Amen? And uh, that's the thing. God's made us a promise. He's already pre-programmed the blessings to come and find you when you seek after him and his righteousness first. Make it a priority. Amen? Glory to God. I just I thought those testimonies were awesome because there is a flow of the anointing and it's supposed to be in all of us. And uh, they didn't even ask for a prayer. I just remember on both of those circumstances, the Lord said, lay your hands on them. And I didn't even remember that I put it on your shoulder. I just remember walking by and the Lord said, put your hand on them. And uh, just at last week, with Brother Tracy out at the minister's conference, one of the things he said is, "Pastors, you lay your hands on the people, get your hands on them there's there's a transfer of that anointing, a transfer of that. We need that that's biblical to do that, and uh, that's part of what the devil was after last year." was to separate the people from the blessing flowing through each other, from their head, from a pastor. It was trying to get that disconnection there so that the people wouldn't be blessed. God loves his people. He cares about his people. Amen? Glory to God. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 4. We've been here a while. I'm seeking to get through it at some point. And uh, I don't even know if I've told you the title of this often enough, but the title is How to Have a Full Life in God's Hands. How to Have a Full Life in God's Hands. Now, see, here's the issue. In God's hands is important. I mean, many people are after a full life. Many people want that, but the only way to actually find it is to be in God's hands. If you don't place yourself in His hands, in His ways, your life will never be full. And in this message, one of the things that we see is we are talking about in First Peter 4, the whole chapter, the context of the whole chapter is Christian suffering. Yay. (laughs) Christian suffering. Say it with me. Christian suffering. (laughs) Woo-hoo. Glory to God. But when you understand what suffering is, uh, it actually does make you want to praise God. Because once you get to know what it actually is biblically defined... Suffering is not what we thought it was. Many times we just, you know, thought suffering was, well, just grin and bear it, you know, like, eh, this is going to stink, ah, you know, suffer through it, you, know, you puny Christian, suffer for Jesus, you know, and that's the way the world wants us to think, but that's not what biblical suffering is. This chapter actually proves it, and we'll see that as we continue to go forward, but one of the things, you know, you hear about persecution Persecution basically is a harassment from the world because of Jesus. Well, just, you know, you're one of those church people. You just, you go to that crazy church, you know. You go to that, yeah, it is crazy. Crazy to the world. But even God said that. He said uh, this preaching is foolishness to the world. Foolishness. So, yeah, we're crazy. It's going to look crazy to the world. He already told us that. Why, are we expecting something different but here's the difference. People get healed at this crazy church. <laughs> the anointing flows at this crazy church. People get born again at this crazy church. You know, We're having fruit. That's the thing. And uh, so it's like, you know, do we want to uh, have a reputation of being crazy in the eyes of the world, but good in the eyes of God? Or do we want to be accepted by the world, but when we stand in front of Jesus, be embarrassed? Which one do we want? Which one do we want? Which one do you want? Do you want to be accepted by the world or accepted by God? That means you're going to have to step into some of God's stuff. And when you do that, even Jesus, who did it all perfectly, they persecuted him. They persecuted him. And then he said, and you're going to be persecuted too. If they persecuted the head, they're definitely going to persecute the followers, right? Jesus told us that. He said, they're definitely, definitely going to persecute you. And so, you know, why should we expect other things? Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going around like blasting it out on Facebook and Instagram, oh, twirl, please come persecute me. You know, I'm not, I don't want that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not seeking for it. I'm not advertising to be persecuted. At the same time, if it comes, yeah. I'm not backing away. Yeah. I'm not going to stop what I'm doing. Well, that just doesn't make sense. You know. Y'all, do you know how long your services go? I do know how long our services go. I'm very aware. I'm probably more under pressure about that than you are. You're, you're sitting there and everybody's head's looking forward. I'm watching you. <laughs> I'm looking in your eyes. I remember the first time I went over and uh, I remember there was somebody in the old building and they were like this. I was like, how you doing? <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. And, uh, but here's the thing. Again, it goes back to what I read earlier. Are we here to appease the world or are we here to appease God? I'm not giving you world food. I'm giving you heavenly food. I'm giving you the scripture. I'm not concerned about what the world thinks is cool. I'm concerned with what God thinks is cool, what he calls normal. What does he want to walk in? I think he likes watching people get healed, but that doesn't just happen. You know, just because we formed a church and we had some people meet, that didn't mean the power of God started flowing. That came as we continued our pursuit of God healing and the anointing and souls being one came as we hungered for him and he made a promise. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. Right? And we decided I'm more hungry for the things of God than I am for coffee and donuts and getting out on time. I don't mind getting out on time. Matter of fact, we may shoot for trying to get out of here by noon today. I'm I'm not saying we're going to. (laughs) I'm just saying we may. We may shoot for that. Now, here's what we're going to do. And when I do that, everybody's like, oh, my goodness, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. We saw miracles Sunday morning. Oh, really? What happened? We got out by noon. We met the Baptists at the restaurant. I can say that because I grew up in a Baptist church. so I know how it works. Some of us were like, man, I, I, it's good to get out of church early. And then you go to the restaurant, and you're like, man, we got to wait. We got to wait on all the other church people before we get a seat. Like, we might as well have waited at church under the. How about that? Well, it's like God's got a plan or something, you know? <laughs> Amen. I'd rather wait under the anointing than wait around a bunch of hungry people, right? <laughs> it wouldn't it be better? Maybe maybe you just you know, walk by and lay your hand on you, you get healed or blessed or financially open up an idea to you in that extra ten or fifteen minutes or an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> persecution, harassment from the world because of Jesus. So you know, one of the things is as we as we go and dive into the world that what or into God, that doesn't look normal to the world. That doesn't look normal to the world. It looks foolish. It looks wrong. And because they don't understand it, they're going to make fun of it. Because either one, they their spirit is antichrist. Or, one of the things I've found with people in pastoring is people don't like to be wrong. They like to think that their way of doing things is right. No matter how wrong it is, they want to hold on to being right. They want to, they want to at least think and feel that they're right. And so, what I've found, one of the things about the mind that I've found is that the mind is really, really, really strong and really powerful. And so, if there's, if there's a gap, But if there's a gap and I don't know how to get from here to there, our brain is so wonderfully made and so powerful, it will work until that gap is filled it will figure out the path that's why you'll ask a question at night and wake up at 3:32 in the morning and all of a sudden you'll be like i know how to do that you know cuz it's real important at 3:32 a.m. and uh, but your brain was sitting there working trying to fill out that fill that gap in and uh, it's our our how god designed us is just amazing it's just amazing Uh, It's it's wondrous. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And um, so one of the things that will happen is because we also like to be right and we don't like to be wrong, our brain, now watch, not always rightly and definitely not always wholly, our brain will go to work in the direction that it's renewed in. So if your mind is renewed to the Word, it'll start piecing together scriptures and revelation. But if your mind is renewed to the world, not really renewed, but kept in the world's way of thinking, it will try to figure out why you're right in the flesh. And so a lot of people's brain is constantly trying to figure out how that crazy church is wrong, but I'm right in what I'm doing. I I recognize something... um, this is very interesting. I was talking to Nicole about this a, a few days ago. In all these years, we've been here as a church for 12 and a half years. We've always been a Pentecostal church moving in the Holy Spirit. And uh, you know, I want you to think about the, just the number of churches that are not necessarily Pentecostal, even if they, even if they say it. But forget about if they even, you know, let's just say that everybody that claims to be Holy Ghost is Holy Ghost. Right? Let's just believe that. Think about all the other ones that don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, right? Think about all those. Now, all of those churches is quite a large number in this area. You know, this is, this is very much a denominational area. Do you know, I can't remember, I can't remember one person, one person in 12 and a half years coming from any of these other denominations and churches and asking me why we believe in the Holy Ghost. Not one. Not one. Now here's the thing. The the Bible says, be filled with the Spirit. Wait in Jerusalem until you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. Tells us pray in tongues. Paul says by the Holy Ghost, I pray in tongues more than you all take any one of those issues that is clearly in there, at the very least, don't you think it ought to be a question? To a believer that reads the Bible, that ought to be a question. And if you know somebody who's having success in that and is seeing people healed and by the anointing, winning souls, making disciples, stuff like that, don't you think in 12 and a half years at least one person would at least privately go, hey, can you tell me about this? But I don't remember one, not one, that honestly wanted that. And what does that tell us about our society, and not just the world, but our church society? What does that tell us? It tells us that we have not really been hungry for the things of God. We can claim that we've been hungry. But see, here's here's me. I find something in here and it looks like I'm missing out on something or I haven't put it together. I'm calling somebody and I'm going to get on the phone with them and ask them some questions. I'm going to say, what does this scripture mean? What does this mean? What's the point of this right here? But I can't remember. That tells me that that as a whole, the church society has not been hungry. That's why it needed to be shaken and sifted. And last year you talk about a shaking and a sifting that's happened. You have really seen a divide between who's really wanting to be in the house of God and who doesn't. Who really wants to, who really wants to go after the Lord and who doesn't. These things are happening right now and the question is how hungry for the Lord are we? Do we care what other people think? Do we care if we're persecuted or do we care more about how we look in God's eyes? How we look in God's eyes has everything to do with our success in eternity. And we want to become more focused on what He thinks about than what I think about it, than what you think about it, than what the world thinks about it. But when you do that, persecution comes. You're going to be talked about. You're going to be called intolerant, even though you are tolerant. You're going to be called haters, even though you're not. You're trying to get love. Love gets the truth to people. You're going to be called that. You're going to be persecuted. Okay? So that's, but here's the thing about persecution is we have a father. That no matter what we see or what we go through, there's a power and a loving father and a power and a grace that he will give to us and all of a sudden, we will move into those places. God will empower us to stand right in the middle of that. And you see that anytime somebody was persecuted, anytime the church was persecuted, there was a grace. And a lot of times the persecution is a harassment. Now in Acts, see a lot of times people say, well we're not really in persecution. But we actually are in persecution. You know, Christians are being made fun of all over the meat. Media and social media and all that, and out in public and different things like that. You know, just last week when uh, we went praying uh, for, when we went uh, out to win souls, or a couple weeks ago, we went out to win souls. I th- was it Rachel that that the lady didn't want her to pray. They're like, uh, they said, "Hey, can we pray for you?" And uh, she said. She said, oh, yeah. She said, everybody needs more prayer. What church are you from? She said, Boomerang Church. She's, and she <laughs> turned her back and wouldn't let her pray. That's persecution. That's persecution. It's like, oh, okay. You know, that's a persecution. Now, the issue is she probably has some denominational thinking that's different from ours. But she rejected a prayer in the name of Jesus Christ because of that difference of thinking even though that even though that's not persecution necessarily from the world it's still persecution so we are in persecution in america but one of the things that you see is this you you see now a lot of people will take that thought and then they'll be like well it's us against the world no it's us for the world yeah. It's us to love that lady, right? No matter what, to show her the love of Christ. No no matter how we're persecuted, let me show you the love of Christ. It's not us against the world, it's us for the world. And one thing I've found is that when you're persecuted, but you keep on loving, the Lord said this to Nicole and I years ago, love will prove you right. Love will prove you right. So if you're sitting there and you keep persecuting, 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 but I just keep loving you, eventually, eventually, what's going to happen is you're going to be like, man, I've been treating this person, you know, bad, and they're still loving me. How do they do that? There's something about the seed of love that gets in there. It's supernatural. God is love. It's God that gets in. The thing about persecution is this: is that, step up here real quick. If, if, stand right here, if he, if Chris actually persecutes me and he sows, he sows that persecution into me, right? He's taken away from me comfort. He's taken that, in other words, it's been stolen from me wrongly. That gives me a legal right to do some spiritual things. Now, at that moment, when he steals my comfort, when he persecutes me, that gives, he doesn't know it, but that gives me entrance into his life. I've got a legal spiritual right to actually do some things in his life. Why? Because he reached into mine wrongfully. It gives me the ability. What does the Bible say? When a thief is found out, he must repay. Right, He must repay sevenfold is what the Bible says. So one of the things that happens, even in our legal system, if a thief is found, I have a right to get back what's mine. So one of the things that happens is if he turned towards me, so if he actually does something against me, right, then I have a legal right to do some things in his life because now the thief is found. So I have a right. What he doesn't know and most people don't know this, is that he just cracked open his whole life to me. He cracked it open. Now think about this. How long, just stay there, get get comfortable. Um, Just think about this. How long do we work on somebody, work on somebody, work on somebody to show them the love of God sometimes? It can be years. Years. That we can love on somebody and tell them about Jesus. and and But here's the thing. One of the things in, in the devil's design of this corrupted earth and corrupted world, one of the things that has happened by his design is we see so many advertisements and signs. And, you know, signs, signs, everywhere signs. know, blocking up the scenery is like breaking my mind. But it, there's, um, there's so many... There's so many signs, and advertisements. We're constantly bombarded with it. Do you know the number of signs is like over over three thousand advertisements that a person sees a day? But how many of those do you remember? You know, on the on the the uh, GPS app, Waze. It'll ask, and when you come up to a stop sign, it'll say, do you remember seeing, which one of these advertisements do you remember seeing? And I'm like, I never get that right. I don't remember seeing any of them, you know. I I, I don't remember. Because what happens is we're so bombarded by stuff, we form a shell. We form a shell and we're like sitting in our shell. And so when somebody actually comes with some truth to tell you about Jesus, we, most people don't hear that either. And that is by design by the enemy so that the real seed doesn't get in. But when somebody does something to you, that shell, they crack it themselves. They cracked that shell themselves. Why? Because now if they've done something against me, I have a legal right to do business in their lives. I have a legal right. Now watch this. If I'm only concerned about myself and my kingdom and my life, then I'll just say, how dare you do that to me? Give it back. You treated me bad, and we'll blow them out on Facebook, you know. Don't put your business on Facebook. Especially if you go to church somewhere. And don't say, oh, please be, everybody pray. Don't do that. That's not biblical. It's not biblical to do that, to put your needs and all your prayer requests out there for everybody. You don't want everybody praying for you. You want people that carry an anointing praying for you. You want the prayer of agreement in faith, but you don't want all the other prayers that people will pray. I promise you. You don't want that. It's not faith to do that. It's not in a multitude of prayers that your prayers get answered. I, I, I've read that somewhere. But then it's also not right for us to, well, he did something to me. I don't, some people, I'm not going to say who, they just, they always are doing this and that. And they just, you know, uh, they just don't like the spirit that's within me because of the spirit that's in them. just just stop just don't just don't you're you're utilizing the world's ways you don't realize it but corruption of your thinking has come in and you think that's what you should do and this is part of the reason why Jesus said turn the other cheek and and be concerned first about his kingdom not your kingdom his righteousness and then if we'll do that about his we'll actually receive everything that we need. Yeah. So when somebody does something to me, I can say, you know what, I have a legal right to reach back in their life, to get back, and miss. can't believe you did that, you, rah, rah, rah. and here's the thing, I may get back, I may get back what they stole, I might get back what they stole, but that's all I'm really going to get back, and I'm probably going to be irritated with it. But if I'm more concerned about the kingdom of God than I am my kingdom, then I recognize what just happened. And when somebody actually persecutes me, or they steal something from me, or they, or they talk bad about me, or something like that, y'all may not have noticed this, but I get happy. I'm like, oh, oh glory. glory to God. Why? Because I know the legal ramifications of what just happened. I can spend years tink, 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 trying to crack that shell. Tink, tink, tink. But they just did it for me. They just gave me spiritual, legal entrance into their lives. And at this point, what the decision that I make is really important. I can either reach in and take what's mine and be fleshly about it, or I can plant a seed. I can plant an incorruptible, eternal seed on the inside of them. God himself in the form of love because God is love. And it's a seed they don't know what to deal with. And they can't stop it. They can't stop it. So now I learned this years ago. When people do something to you, it's not that my flesh likes it. My flesh doesn't like it. But my spirit's like, oh, we're about to do some kingdom business right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. And watch this. And so he says, turn the other cheek. And and I want you to see this. When he says turn the other cheek, we're like, "Uh uh-uh, no way I'm giving myself to have pain on both sides of me. That's the way the flesh talks. That's the way the world talks. But that's not how, remember, everything in the kingdom, pretty much to corruption, is backwards. Yeah. Is backwards. So in the kingdom, what actually happens is we. That happens like that, and the Lord says, oh, oh, don't get back just what's yours. Be concerned with my stuff right here, and here's what will happen. Not only will you change their lives, he says, but then that gives me, God, legal entrance into your life. Because when you concern yourself with my kingdom and my righteousness first... All these things will be added to you. And what was stolen, I will repay to you. I will multiply it back to you. I'll get. So, in other words, I can either get back my stuff by my own power, or I can let Almighty God, in His unlimited power, get to work on my behalf because I decided not to take back what's mine. But instead of taking back what's mine, I was more, instead of being concerned with what's mine, I was more concerned with the person made in the image and likeness of God that God wants to save, that he gave his son to die for. And all of a sudden, what happens is that shell that I've been trying to break for years you know, and, and it works out like this all the time because the person that you're ministering to and you're witnessing to, almost assuredly before they actually receive Christ, almost assuredly in almost every case, there's going to come a point where you get so close to them receiving Jesus, their flesh gets agitated, and all of a sudden they want to do something about it, and they get irritable. Right before breakthrough, there's this great irritation in the flesh. Because the devil realizes, my grip on this person is being lost. And so he tries at that last minute effort to clamp down on them. And generally that person's so given to the flesh, they have an outburst. And it's like they broke the shell for you. And now all of a sudden you can plant the seed of God's love and forgiveness right there. And think about that. If I took a seed, right... Think about this. When you plant a seed in the ground, it's got to fall to the ground and die. But man, there's life in that seed. And all of a sudden, even though the ground is there and hard, it finds a way to break out and come up through it. Life and God's love will find a way. And so think about If I take that seed, we're not just talking about any seed now. I'm, I just explain like a corn seed, right? I, I, just, I just explained a seed on earth. What we have is not some normal seed. It's the love of God. It is God is love. It's Him, and all of a sudden we get to take an eternal, all powerful seed of God, and they crack their se- the shell themselves. It gives us a legal right to their lives, and when we're more concerned with His kingdom than our kingdom, we'll say, "Oh, this is the moment. This is it," and we give them love, boom, like that, and it's like, and walk away. <laughs> What's about to happen? Well, let's let's back up and let's watch. Glory to God. Now that love's in them. They can't do nothing about it. They can't stop it. Oh, no, that seed of forgiveness. And and here's what, you know, if you ever want to know what that does, it's kind of fun, it, maybe to the flesh a little bit. You know, you ever, you, you want to see what, what goes on, you know, a little microcosm of what happens is, you know, when somebody gets mad at you on the road and they're like telling you you're number one and, and talking to you really loud in their car, And and if you want to know what happens in this moment, just a little a little version of that. When that person gets real mad at you and they're yelling at you on the road, just smile and wave at them like this, really nice, and watch what happens. Because they don't know what to do with love like that. They're they're like, ah, and they get mad. You know, it's like, ah, I don't know what to do with that love. That doesn't make sense. Get mad back at me. I don't want to get mad. You know, I'm I'm not. And they're like, it blows their mind. It blows their mind. Like, why didn't you get mad? See, here's the thing. Why didn't you take back what's yours? Why didn't you argue back with me? God. And they're over here like, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how to file that. That doesn't make sense. That's foolish. Yeah, I understand. So it is a little bit of fun just on you know, watching that process because now that seed is there. They cracked the shell of their lives themselves. You have a legal right to it and you just planted the seed of God's love. Yeah, now that seed is growing. That seed is, you notice how I haven't been on the notes yet? Sure. <laughs> but this is what the Lord wanted to talk about. Yeah. All of a sudden that seed's in there and before you know it, It starts to sprout. It starts to sprout. Now, they got to let it work in them. (laughs) Nicole's on the front row going, Sprout, Chris, so he does it. All right. Now, they're going to have to... uh, uh, You realize God's not going to force them to accept Jesus. But they're going to have every chance. Now, and and don't just expect that that Mr. Unbeliever from the world is going to have just one moment where he cracks the shell by persecuting somebody. (laughs) There's going to be more. It might not just be me. It might be some of y'all too. And the question is... What kind of testimony and what kind of seed are you going to plant? Are you going to take back just what's yours? And what happens if Mr. Worldly Guy all of a sudden has 10 people that actually go after the kingdom and his righteousness more than they go after what's theirs? And the seed gets planted, and the seed gets planted, and the seed gets planted. After a while, it becomes overwhelming. See, this has been part of the problem with evangelism in the church is the church truthfully has been so worldly and so corrupted in their thinking that they keep trying to take back what's theirs while they got the church sticker on the back of their car. While they tell everybody about how they go to church on Sunday. I went to church today on Facebook. And then on Monday. On Monday. Some people, y'all know who you are. I'm not going to name any names. Monday. I thought you went to church Sunday. Well, I did. I love Jesus. <laughs> y'all, y'all, whoever you're thinking about right now, you need to forgive them. You need to let it go in your head. And uh, if it's you, hey, there's an altar. Amen. <laughs> we'll get there in a second. But that shell, see, people will crack that by themselves, and it gives us the opportunity. It's like the easiest way to win somebody to the Lord. It's one of the easiest ways to love on people is when they do something to you. And so when Jesus told us, you know, turn the other cheek, he wasn't telling us how to get hurt again. He was showing us how to plant the seed. He was showing us how to reap a harvest and get God involved in what we lost. He was showing us how to walk supernaturally, both in our own lives and bringing the supernatural to other people. So when that persecution comes, don't run away from it and don't fear it. Say, Lord, let me, let me be about your kingdom. And then all of a sudden, those seeds go to work inside. And, and, and they don't know what to do with that. I don't know how to process this. I don't, what is this? And before you know it, here's what's happening. Yeah. God, what's going on with me? Jesus Lord says, All those who call on me shall be saved. They'll be saved. See, we all need that in our lives, and we all need to be that, thank you. We all need to be that. That's why when we talk about persecution, we talk about suffering. Don't run away from that conversation. Right. Don't just run oh, I don't I'm not, I'm not believing to be persecuted. Well then Jesus lied. No, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to suffer, just not like it's been taught. I wanted to get into the details of that today, but I'm not going to. You're going to have the suffering just in in real general. Suffering is where the corrupted world piles on you, but you, through the grace of Christ, go through. And even in the midst of suffering, it's still supposed to be easy and light. Easy and light. How many people, since we've been preaching this message on persecution and suffering, how many people have had opportunity to see if this was so? (laughs) Persecution and suffering came, and uh, and, and I'm not going to ask you how many people did well with it. But it's come. The Lord will give you the word. The devil comes immediately to steal the seed of the word and see if you responded biblically, you would have won. If you didn't respond biblically, then you'll be like, well, that didn't work for me. But when you ask... Act- <laughs> what? <laughs> well, that didn't work for me. I tried that, Pastor Brian. No, it tried you. <laughs> We're going through. Amen. Amen. <laughs> It tried you, and you were found wanting, and every one of us have been there. Me, chief of all, I've gone through and done it the wrong way, countless times. But then I started figuring out how to do it the right way, and good fruit started coming out, and people started being born again, and people started being saved, but it wasn't because... Because I I tried it and stopped, it was because I tried it and I believed God's word and I went back to it again and I went back to it again. And you can do the exact same thing. Lord, I just give you me. I give you me. My life is yours. And when that persecution and suffering comes, which it will come, I'm not necessarily believing for it to come, but if I find myself in it, I know what to do. We know what to do in that moment. And now we see the opportunity. Oh, this is an opportunity for the kingdom to explode in their life, not just an opportunity for me to protect myself. See, God's our protector. The Lord's your defender. Not ourselves, not our words, not our post on Facebook, right? The Lord's our defender, The Lord is our defender. Just close your eyes with me right now. Just say it with me. Just say, the Lord Lord is my defender. defender. The Lord Lord is my defender. defender. The Lord Lord is my my defender. Look at this verse right here, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6. Matthew 5, 6. Uh, Start at verse 5. Uh, Start, no, I'm kidding. Matthew 5, 5. Blessed are the gentle or the meek. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled or shall be satisfied. See, it's not the person that, that somebody steals from their life in some form. They go, ah, you know, reaches out, tries to take it back. Now, I've had people come and, you know, there's a moment to come against the person. But remember, in Acts, which if, if you don't know, in Acts, we're going to do a, a whole week of amazing acts. And we're going to go through the book of Acts and we're going to show the amazement and the signs and wonders. And I'm telling you, signs and wonders and miracles are going to be in this house during that week. Anybody want to go? I tell you, when I read the book of Acts, something just comes alive inside of me. You know why? Because we were made for that. Yeah. That's what we were made for. And that's normal to God. That's, that's before the ne- the devil created uh, wrong things uh, demonic doctrines against all the power. It was just so wide open because the devil never seen it before. He didn't know what to do with it, and there was nothing to stop it. Well, there's still nothing to stop it if we will let God be God inside of us, the power of the Holy Ghost, right? And so we're going to do a series on Acts. But you'll notice in Acts, you'll notice, so that's going to be a week long, like a revival, right? Probably in September, we'll see. We're setting the dates now. The amazing acts of God. The amazing acts of God. You watch. If you read through, you can start reading through acts now. Look at how many times they were amazed in bewildered, in wonder. Look Just watch. It's a theme. How many times that was going on. It was all over the place. God wants us to live where we're just like, wow, wow, wow wow, that's not too much. I'm, I'm just barely getting going. That's like Acts 1. You know, Acts, wow, wow, wow. You know, that's the way we're supposed to live like that all the time. Oh, my goodness, Lord, you're so good. You're so awesome. Wow. I'm looking forward to that week. And I'll tell you, we're not having that week because it's a good idea. The Lord spoke that to me and said, I want you to have a week of services on Acts of the Holy Ghost. Who is it's going to be good. Start getting ready. Start telling people. All right, now, in Acts, you'll notice that, I think it's Acts 13, you actually, uh, or excuse me, no, where you remember the lady that kept following after them, and they were saying, these are the men of God. These are the children of God. These are children of the Most High God. These are preachers of the Most High God, and she did it. It says she did it for days, for days, for days. But you'll notice that all of a sudden now Paul calls that demon out, casts the demon out of her. See, at that moment, he got a word from the Lord, deal with that. Most people want to deal with it as soon as it comes up. How dare you come against me in person? In the name of Jesus! And they're like attacking the person. Uh, No, just get to the place where people's stuff don't bother you. Just get to the place where it doesn't even bother you. That you can, you can get off a phone call where you just got chewed out and go and laugh and just be in joy, and it doesn't even bother you. I'm not saying we're all there right now. I'm not saying I'm there right now. But I'm constantly working to get better and better and better at it because I realize that my response has everything to do with their future. And it has everything to do with my future as well. So I want to get good at it where it doesn't even bother me. The Lord said to me years ago, get to the place that when somebody does something to you, it runs off of your life like water goes off a duck's back. Yeah. Have you ever seen, go look at a YouTube video when they'll pour water over a duck. Man, that water goes right off. doesn't even hang around for a second. Runs right off of them. That's the way, that's the way attacks should be on us and people's persecution and their different things. It, it just runs right off of us. Just runs right off of us. He says this, blessed are, those, or blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. How many people would like to inherit the earth? Yeah. Now I've got to learn how to be gentle, not just when everything's going my way. i got to learn how to be gentle when somebody's attacking. I'll, I'll deal with the devil that's behind it, but I'm gentle with the person made in the image and likeness of God. Be gentle. Okay. I love you. No matter what they're doing, I love you. If you ever need anything, I'm here for you. People don't know what to do with that. Plants a seed. Verse six: Blessed are those who thunk, hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Go one chapter over, chapter six, and verse thirty-three. Start at, Let's start at verse thirty-two. Let's start at verse 31. Do not worry then saying what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing? Notice that when you get persecuted and when you get attacked, what your mind is trying to figure out really quickly is what's this going to cost me? What's it going to cost me? This is going to cost me something. It's going to cost me reputation. It's going to cost me different things. I need to figure out. See, I don't need to figure that out. He's telling me you don't have to figure that out. I know what you need. He said, set your eyes on me. When the wind and the waves come, set your eyes on Jesus and you'll walk on the water. But if you set your eyes on the wind and the waves, you'll sink. So when the, when the wind and the waves come through a person, persecution comes and, and it's a place where we have the opportunity for forgiveness, the opportunity to be gentle. I don't need to be thinking what it's going to cost me or how I'm going to get back what they just cost me. What I need to be thinking is, Lord, what do you want me to do here? How do you want me to handle this? And that gentleness I'll inherit the earth. So he says, he says this. Don't worry then about what we will eat or what we will drink or what we will wear for clothing, for the Gentiles eagerly seek these things. Or in other words, the ungodly eagerly th- seek these things. How many of us want to be ungodly? That's good. Hey, pastor test, I passed. Glory, glory to God. Amen. Y'all are good. All right. So. How many of us want to be ungodly? Well, if we're going to be ungodly, we're going to be concerned about those things, all those things. How are we going to do this? Where is this coming from? All this stuff. See, and can you see how, I mean, instantly we come under pressure. Where am I going to get the money for a vacation this year? Am I going to take a vacation this year? Where is this going to happen? How am I going to pay for this? How am I going to pay off this debt? How is this? How is that? Blah blah blah. And all this is pressure. It's all pressure designed to put us in a pressure cooker so that what comes out of us is the flesh and not the spirit. And that's the way the Gentiles do. That's the way the ungodly do. But that's not our call. No, you go on, keep reading in Matthew, get up to chapter 11. It says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Come to me all who are heavy laden, under pressure, feeling the weight of the world. Jesus said, come to me. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me because I'm gentle. See this thread? Learn how to be gentle no matter what you see, no matter what you face. He says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In other words, what you will feel on you won't be the hard and the heavy anymore, the burdensome. No, it'll be easy and light. You just got to do it my way. He says this, don't worry them what we will eat, what we will drink, or what we will wear for clothing. For the Gentiles, the ungodly eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. He knows all that. But seek first his kingdom first. Say it with me, first. First, first. one more time. First. first. Always. Always. First. first. His kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. How many things? How many? All we got to do is seek his kingdom first. Do it his way. And all those things start happening. All those things. So all the worry, all the pressure, all those things end when I start seeking him, his way of doing things, his kingdom, his righteousness. It is before twelve. I'm done preaching. It's a miracle. But I'm not done ministering. So this morning I want you to I want you to say, "Lord, I'm going after you." I want you to not just say it with your mouth, but I want you to take some time and set your mind that when that person persecutes you, when that person talks about you, when that person, you know, tells you something you don't want to hear, you don't blow up, but it triggers seeking first his kingdom. You have a mind that's set. It's like having a trap set so that when that button gets pushed, it springs the trap. In this case, it's a good trap. It springs the love trap of God in you, and out comes gentleness, out comes self-control, and out comes the seed of God's love into the world but you got to set your mind because if you don't change the way you think what will happen is every time that persecution comes and presses the button of persecution in your life you'll just flip out every time every time you'll flip out you'll think bad things about people you'll you'll you might not post it on facebook but you're talking it at home across the kitchen counter or you're, or you're thinking it. You're just thinking on it. You're meditating on things that are not worthy of praise. So you've got to set your mind. When this happens, I don't respond like that anymore. When this happens, I respond God's way. here's how I respond I put that down like water off a duck's back. it doesn't bother me I, I put that down I put that and you set your mind you renew your mind to the scriptures we just talked about you renew your mind you wash over your mind you wash over your mind you wash over your mind with the water of the word you wash over it and you clear out all the old corrupted thinking so that when that catalyst happens when that trigger happens out of you comes godliness Out of you comes godliness. Out of you comes holiness. Out of you comes a seed of God's love, a seed of the kingdom. I'm more concerned about his kingdom than I am my kingdom. And so today as you come forward, I I, I want us all really, whether you come forward or not, I want us all to, to set our mind, Lord, this is how I'm going to respond. And I think that some of us in here are decent at it. And let me challenge you with this. You're probably not as decent as what you think of, honestly. If God's light comes down and it blew through all of us, it would find more dirt than what we are comfortable with. So we're, we're probably all not as good as what we think. And that's humility that says, Lord, help me be more like you. Let me see areas where I need to clean it up and let me clean it up before it causes any issue. Help me to see it, Lord, where you open yourself up. I recognize I don't have it all together. But, Lord, I give myself to you. I give myself to you. And today I want us all, whether you come up or not, to say, Lord, I'm going to respond properly. I'm going to respond properly. I'm setting my mind this morning. I'm setting my mind. And, Lord, as... People come up. Lord, let your anointing flow in Jesus' name. So I want to invite you right now, if you need need help with that, if you're sitting there and you're saying, Lord, I I need to walk in this. I need to walk in this better than I ever have before, which truthfully is all of us, truthfully. But if you're feeling like that draw, like I know that's me, I know I've got to get up there, then I want to invite you to come up. I also, I want, if, you're, if you're sitting there and you're like, I need healing in my body, I need help. Jesus, I need your help. I need, I need help in my finances. I need help in my body. I need help to walk like you. I need help to be gentle with people, to not blow up in persecution. I need help to plant the seed of your love instead of wasting the opportunity when that persecution comes I need your help to be strong to be strengthened Lord we just thank you and we praise you Holy Spirit help us to see the areas that we need help us to walk in and be strengthened at all times to choose your way thank you Lord when I lay hands on you let that anointing flow just like it flowed on that Friday night prayer night. And whatever it is, see, I didn't, know, I didn't even know that there was, needed to be healing in the head and healing in the shoulders, but God knew it. Let that anointing break every yoke of your life. Let that anointing do what the anointing does to help you, to strengthen you. Let that anointing be the anointing in your life. Thank you, Lord for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father. And if you need to come on up, whether you're up here or not, you can come at any time. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for your anointing that breaks every yoke. Thank you for your anointing that brings increase. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. Just thank him for his anointing right now. That's what we need. We need his anointing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I just invite every person in here right now just close your eyes and let's just pray to the Father right now. Just say Jesus today I need your help I need your guidance I need your strength I need your joy I ask you to help me I ask you to save me to strengthen me Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Say it with me. Say, Jesus, you're my Lord. You're the Savior of my life. I ask you, Jesus, fill me with the Holy Ghost and fire. I believe that you have the power to help me. Proven. When God raised you from the dead, I believe He brought you back to life. Resurrection power. And that resurrection power is flowing in me today. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Yeah, I receive, say it with me, I receive resurrection power. Power to bring my life, Power in my life. Back, from the dead. back from the dead. Power to bring my thoughts, Power in my thoughts. Into, cleanliness into cleanliness and holiness. holiness. Power, Power for me to live my life like you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy and your anointing. Now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Ho, oh, Rome. Thank you, Lord. sudden you Yeah, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. Say, mana, In the name of Jesus. So, Yeah, just pray in tongues with me right now. Ho, oh, ho, be filled and overflowing. Yeah, let it flow through you. God wants you to let it flow through you more and more and more in Jesus' name. Yeah, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Hallelujah. And all that stuff you received this week, you'll keep it as you flow with the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Praying in the Holy Spirit, building yourself up on the most holy faith. Praying out the mysteries of God. Thanking him well. Praying the Spirit often, often, often. In Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. In Jesus' name put your hands on your belly. So, out of her belly will flow rivers of living water. yeah, yeah, from the top of the head to the soles of the feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your anointing and fire. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. If you need something, come on up. Come on up. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah, anointing of God. Flood and wash over her. Flood and wash over her. In Jesus' name they to come from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Thank you, Lord. There's that anointing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Man, I feel it flooding all in you. Lord, flood it in her in Jesus' name. It's helping you right now. Right now. Right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, overflowing. Overflowing, THANK YOU, LORD, FOR CHANGING OLD THOUGHTS AND OLD HABITS WHEN PERSECUTION CAME. THANK YOU, LORD. Oh, God. GLORY TO GOD. I FEEL IT FOR MYSELF, TOO. THANK YOU, LORD, FOR HELPING ME. <laughs> THANK YOU, LORD. AND OVERFLOW. AND OVERFLOW. <laughs> YEAH, YEAH. THANK YOU, LORD. Yeah. That message. Good one. Good one. Ha. Good one for you. Oh, overflow. God's calling you to walk higher than you've ever walked. He's calling you to be like you've never been before. Long to be, but now's the time. He's going to strengthen you to step into that life, a life of gentleness, a life of planting the seeds in other people in such a way that people will almost be envious of what you're carrying. Of how, how do you do that? How do you, how do you get in that gentleness like that? How do, you, how do you handle people so gently? Oh, thank you, Lord, for your love how do you do that I see it he wants you to walk in it you can that means you can he's given you a word this morning you can thank you Lord thank you Lord for your anointing thank you for your anointing Lord from the top of her head to the soles of her feet yeah thank you thank you yeah. Hey, hello from Roma. Roma's also. Roma to Roboso. her back up, y'all help. <laughs> to walk in more of it. More, more, more. Say the K. Whoo, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Godmost also banamo. Ladado lo Yeah, and overflow. <laughs> they can an overflow. And overflow, and overflow, and overflow, and overflow, and overflow. Hallelujah. <laughs> help, <laughs> help, help. Help me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> oh, freight mates. They better call them I'm just, I'm just reminded uh, before I pray for you. I'm reminded, you know, um, my grandmother used to tell me a story. And uh, she'd tell it all the time. It was the bean story. (laughs) And just listen to me for a second. And uh, we'd go out. My grandfather would have a garden. And uh, he'd always have a garden. He always had a garden. And... um, He would actually, I think I'm tall and a big guy because he prophesied to me. He'd say, we'd go in the garden, he'd pull up potatoes, he'd say, oh, look at that one, Brian, that's a biggin', right? He'd say, and then for the rest of my life, he called me biggin'. Hey, biggin', how you doing? I think he prophesied to me all my life. And uh, I believe, I really believe that was a part of it. And, um... But they had some beans, some green beans. And if you got around my grandmother and I was there, she would tell this story. And they, we laugh about it to this day. Have you? I mean, we'll joke. We'll say, have you heard the green bean story? <laughs> have you heard the green? Have, did I ever tell you the green bean story? That was, she would uh, forget she had told it. And, uh, but the green bean story, I was wondering what that was I was hearing. And uh, the green bean story was basically this. We were in the green beans, and they had, the rose had grown up, And I was about three or four. And uh, I got in the garden. I was down one row, and they moved around to another row. And I couldn't see my grandparents anymore. And the beans were taller than my head. And uh, my grandmother would say, and, and Brian was there, and he was just going, Help! Help me! Help! Help me! Help me! Help! Where are you? Help me! And so I was, you know, this high. Help! Help, but I just, every time I, th- I hear that sometimes, like a little kid crying out for help, I wasn't afraid to cry for help. It's adults who are afraid to cry for help. Sometimes what we need is we just need help. And if we'll become like a child, Nicole was mentioning something along those lines earlier, if we'll get like a child and just say, Jesus, help, help me. I need help. And stop being so concerned about what people think. Just be like a child. Help! We will find grace to help in tr- time of trouble. We will find grace to help. Can we get like that for the rest of the service and the rest of our lives? Lord, help! Help me! Help! Help! I need help. <laughs> we do. All of us need His help. We need His help. And we got to be like a kid. It's not afraid. Look. Let- I'll tell you clearly I need his help I need his help all the time all the time I can't do it without him I need his help I'm not afraid to tell you I'm not embarrassed to tell you because here's what that's saying if I don't have his help I don't make it every good and perfect gift comes from above from the father of lights if he doesn't help me I'm sunk already if he doesn't help us we're sunk already I need his help I don't just need it because I'm a pastor. I need it because I'm in a world of corruption. And he's made me his righteousness. But I need his ongoing help. I need that help to be poured out on me. I need people praying for me. Well, you you know what to do. I know what to do in some things. That doesn't mean I always want to do it. I need his help. (laughs) I need his help. And that's, that's me. I need his help. I'm not ashamed to tell you. We need his help. We need his help. What if we got it in our hearts to just receive his help? Oh, Lord, not only can you help me, but you will help me. And you won't help me when I got it all together only. You'll help me when I don't. Help! ho! Oh, help! 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 Thank you, Jesus. Help us. Help us. Just lift your hands. Thank you, Father, for help. Thank you, Father, for help. Yeah, thank you, Lord, for your anointing and your help. Help! Help! Hey, Have you heard the green bean story? Help! Help! Thank you, Lord. Just put your hand on your tummy. Ha ha. Out of your belly flow rivers. Of living water. But, um, to help, thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Help! Thank you, Father. Thank you. Just say, I receive your help, Lord. I your help, Lord. Jesus. Jesus. Holy, Ghost. Holy Ghost. Yeah. Just keep receiving. Hey, 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 hey. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, to put down those things, to put down those things that aren't easy on the flesh, but they are easy in the spirit. Help. To be gentle, to be quick to forgive, plant the seed. You know we need to plant the seed of love not just in the people of the world, but we need to plant that seed in other believers too. What if each one of us constantly even when we persecuted our other brothers and sisters, they just responded by giving us the seed of love <laughs> What could we be? What if we helped each other like that? so thank you Lord. help so more I just receive right now. <laughs> Hate do you? You sure? Good. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is your strength. Holy Ghost is your helper. Just praying the Holy Ghost a whole bunch. Put your hands on your belly. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, glatine. Glatine. Ah, thank you, Lord. You know, that same thing you saw in your grandkids, that spirit of the Lord moving in your grandkids, it's moving in you and wants to move in you more than more than ever. You said, my goodness, if my grandkids are flowing in this love and faith like this, I want some of that. I want to be around that. Well, he didn't just draw you just to like put on a show for you. No, he drew so that your joy would be full, that it'd flow through you like it fl- like God designed it to flow through oh he's getting ready to use you it's been every every time I've gotten in front of you it's been words about how he's going to use you, how he's going to use you how he's going to pour out on you ho ho ho, he's longing to move through you, but you got to respond heavenly, got to respond heavenly, put down that flesh respond heavenly, thank you Lord help Help! (laughs) Have you heard the green bean story? Help! Never knew I'd be preaching on it. Oh, help! Help! Oh, that we all could become like little kids in the lap of Jesus. Ah, that we all could be like that. What we could do as children of the Most High God. Help! Help! See, the issue is, truth be told, we don't really want his help. We just wanted him to justify that we were right. We're more concerned about changing other people than we were changing ourselves, laying ourselves on the altar. Other people's lives are not ours to put on the altar, only our own. Let's put ourselves on the altar. Help, help, Lord. Help, help. <laughs> Have you heard the green bean story? <laughs> Just raise your hand. Say, Lord, fill me. Overflow me. Let your anointing break every yoke so that I can run empowered by the Holy Ghost like never before. New levels to both of rockani anana kadouto the otorion toko broko bosje thank you father hopranda ama operekist slu koshon to to lakonom short to say break an otherum he's helping he's helping thank you lord anyone else thank you father for helping this morning thank you hallelujah 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 <laughs> help <laughs> help thank you father he'll do it he'll do it he'll do it thank you Lord thank you Lord for help help oh he's going he's doing great mighty things doing great mighty things yeah thank you father hallelujah Glory to God. Help! Help! <laughs> Help! Help. Have you heard the green bean story? Yeah. <laughs> Help! Hohova de losabos, marana carabosabe, ya tanamo. Braha, ye ya cul, mebedecuma, aria de festi de culda, stara. Dala ure canamosbe, clondo. Yep, strengthen them. Strengthen. STRENGTHEN HIM, STRENGTHEN THEM. IN JESUS' NAME. SHORE UP EVERY FOUNDATION. SHORE UP EVERY BIT. THANK YOU, FATHER. SHORE UP EVERYTHING. RIGHTEOUSNESS IS THE FOUNDATION OF THE KINGDOM. RIGHTEOUSNESS IS THE scepter OF THE KINGDOM. I BELIEVE I HEAR THE LORD SAYING, just dive into some righteousness. Dive into the study of it. Start studying it, studying it, studying it. The righteousness of God, the righteousness of God, the righteousness, it's the scepter of the kingdom. Ha, ha, do, It opened up grace. You see that in Romans? It's righteousness gave us grace, access to grace. That's why in Romans 10, we didn't receive grace first. We received righteousness. Righteousness is the scepter. Righteousness. Maturity is maturity on righteousness. Maturity is maturity on righteousness. In Hebrews 5, we can talk some more. I'll give you a bunch of scriptures to look at. Righteousness. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing and your overflow. Not just his, yours. The overflow, not just his, your overflow, your overflow, your overflow, your overflow. Oh, he's going to overflow you. He's going to overflow you. A touch, a touch of God, your overflow, yours, 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 it's mine. It's mine. I hear it rising up inside of you. It's my overflow. It's my overflow. It's my overflow. Lord, I receive it. I'm your daughter. I'm precious to you. It's my overflow as well. We're walking in it together in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord, for your overflow. Here, just step out here with me just raise your hand Lord I receive everything you have for me and I don't care what the world thinks or what the world sees I need you (laughs) help me help (laughs) whoo yeah glory and he's doing it right now he's pouring out in you right now yeah just receive that that's his anointing flowing through oh glory it's helping you it's helping you it's helping you thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you whoo hallelujah good to see you all again thank you yeah amen thank you so much for your goodness and your grace overflowing thank you lord for your goodness and your mercy and your overflow your overflow your overflow lord help help in time of trouble in good times help all the time morning noon night Help, even while you sleep, he pours out to you. He gives to his beloved, even in their sleep. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Ha, ha, ha. roboso. Ba, Lord, let them sleep good. Let them walk in a fullness of sleep. Lord, let it be sweet sleep. Lord, give them dreams again more than ever because they have good sleep. Lord, let them sleep so well. Let them be so rested. Let it bring refreshment to their body and their mind. Thank you, Lord, for a good sleep in Jesus' name. Blessing them even in their sleep. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Good to see you all good to see you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your blessing. In Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for help. Thank you for a covering and protection. Lord, thank you. Father, where enemies design traps, spring them ahead of time. In Jesus' name. Let those traps be sprung before they ever get their grips in. Thank you, Lord, for your protection, your covering over this daughter. Thank you, Father. And let your blessing be. Thank you, Lord. I see that overflow of anointing designed to come out in your life on greater levels where it just overflows, where you carry something, where when you talk to people, they're moved. when When you talk to people, not saying that we are all there yet. I'm just saying he's taking you to higher and higher and higher where every step gets brighter and brighter. And as you yield to him, You'll go to places you couldn't have even fathomed before. And all of a sudden you'll walk away from conversations and people will say to the other one, they'll say, they'll say, oh my goodness, I just feel lifted up. I needed that today. How did she know? How did she know? How did she know? How did she know that I needed that? How did she know that was going on in my life? I just feel lighter. I feel like the burden is lifted because you had a manifestation of Christ in your joy and gentleness that was poured out. Thank you, Lord, for doing it. Lord, bring it to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, Freddy, get it, do my tarabosi. Thank you, Father. Bleddy, be crumoso, boom. Hey, hey, yanto crumo. Ha ha An overflow and a strengthening. Be bleked bon de la para parado basso. Shoot to Freddy, get it, Put your hands on your belly. Whoo, help? Thank you, Lord. Jolly Holly. Jolly Holly. Well, it was funny. You might not know that testimony, but uh, when her and Johnny came to the church, um, the first like they had—they just gone through some stuff. You know, the world had dealt them some not great cards, and um, and joy was not the most present, right? And um, I had a word that you will have joy that overflows. And that joy it'll be it 'll be a weapon for you. that joy will be a weapon for you and literally uh, right after that, the joy of the Lord started hitting her, and every time I pray, basically in soon when the anointing hits her, the joy of the Lord will start coming out of her and then in the middle of of issues and problems and and it wasn't like every single time from them she had to learn how to put that on, receive it in the midst of a persecution. And put it on but now she gets to the place where she'll be she'll come under a crunch and out will (laughs) come that and all of a sudden that joy will be her strength and it's truly like a weapon for uh, because it's a strength the joy jolly holly and then she got pregnant (laughs) not just with the joy but with a boy and um, and huh one of the happiest and most joyful boys I've ever seen in my life and that was a word over him. This is going to be a joyful baby and he walks around with the biggest joy. I mean everybody just loves him. He's just so joyful and it's a manifestation, watch this, of what she received before he was conceived and while he was in the belly, the flow of joy through her got in him. And now he's got it. Think about that. All his life, he's going to have joy. Who? Yeah. The joy of the Lord. All his life, he's going to have joy. Yeah. We need the anointing. We got to have it. We got to have his help. Help. Have you heard the bean story? And We got to have his help. 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 We need his anointing and his joy. It's our strength. It's our strength. We need it. We got a walk in it. We got a flow in it. Ain't that right? Pick her up. See, this just blesses me. This wasn't her. This wasn't her. I hope she doesn't have to serve after after this. This might be. Are you driving today? Good. <laughs> George. <laughs> You don't just do that normally. And that wasn't her. That was not her, but it is now. Yeah. The joy of the Lord. Amen. Glory.
3: Shonko Korende de Kerike atia Kobonko de Kerike Keke. Father, may we each be transformed by the power and glory of God. It's not just Holly who's going to have a testimony of what we were like before, but praise be to God now. Lord, thank you that each person under the sound of my voice leaves here with an impartation that causes them to look sound and laugh differently. Lord, thank you for the sound of joy erupting from the house of Boomerang. Lord, thank you that Grayson's baby comes out laughing Lord I thank you praise God that at like 20 months pregnant shouldn't pop today but God I thank you that when she gives birth it's the happiest baby that comes out of her Lord I thank you that Becca's baby is the happiest baby that comes out I thank you it's not just for Ben it's for the house we've got a house of pregnant people pregnant with the joy pregnant with a sound pregnant with expectation God, and we thank you. We thank you, God, that we leave different than we came. Thank you that George didn't have to deliver Grayson's baby today. Glory to God. <laughs> you have no idea how serious that prayer is. God, thank you for that. Thank you for family, for joy, for your goodness and your light and easy. Oh, what a day. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. You have no idea how serious I am like that. George was, (laughs) George texted me before and he's like, I'm keeping my eyes on Grayson through the whole service. She looks about ready to go. So, (laughs) oh my gosh, George has been ready. Like, if if any of you get pregnant, like, George apparently is, like, ready to help birth said child, so... (laughs) But we're not believing for that. I'm just saying if it happens, George is like at the ready. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen. No babies being born during service. Amen. Glory to God. (laughs) I'm going to walk to this side now where there's not pregnant people. It's cool. (laughs) Youth tonight is at 4 p.m. Guys, you're back. If you are in grade 6 through 12, come be a part of youth tonight. It's going to be great. Life groups are all back this week. Ladies meeting tomorrow it's gonna be great it's at Blue Bay this week and then men's meeting this Tuesday also at Blue Bay blue Bay's missed us so we're gonna go we're gonna go hang with them a little bit Holy Spirit weekend is in two weeks like so it's not this weekend it's next weekend so that Holy Spirit weekend that Pastor Brian was talking about we've got another one it's next weekend it's going to be great and then starting tonight in Raleigh brother Ted Shuttlesworth senior is going to be in Raleigh I know not everybody could go to Texarkana it's a bit of a drive, and not everybody had the leading to go. But God's so good that he's bringing another one of pastors' spiritual fathers here, like to us, in Raleigh starting tonight. So if you have questions, come see us. We'll give you information about that. But if you can make it there at all this week, it's going to be powerful. We love you. And if you can't make it to Raleigh, great news. Brother Ted for seniors, coming to us in August. He's going to be here in Albemarle, August 22nd through the 20th 27th in the YMCA Park. It's going to be wonderful, powerful. Mark your calendars. Be blessed. We're going to go eat lunch. Probably Mexican because we're going to Blue Bay twice this week. So my guess is Mexican today. Amen. You're dismissed.